First to India today, though, where thousands of scientists and teachers have signed an open letter condemning changes to the national curriculum which removed Darwin's theory of evolution and the periodic table of elements from the textbooks of millions of high school students. The so-called rationalised curriculum was introduced during the pandemic lockdowns to reduce content load on students at the time, but it turns out the changes will now be adopted for a further two years. Now, it's hard to grasp this is happening in a country that excels in science and tech skills. But according to our next guest, these changes reflect an ongoing attempt by Hindu nationalist groups to selectively erase and rewrite key historical events and fundamental knowledge from the nation's school books. Dr. Sulbia Sinar is a political scientist at the University of London who will give us more context. Subia, welcome to Saturday Extra. Thank you for having me. This all does sound quite extraordinary. Is this a nationwide decision about the periodic table and evolution or just the states that the BJP has influence in? Uh, no, insofar as uh, th- these are, you know, changes made to the textbooks produced by the National uh, you know, Council for Educational Research and Training, which is an apex organisation for the production of textbooks for everyone who takes, who appears in the so-called Central Board for School Examinations. We have several school boards, so that could be something uh, confusing. But everyone who's taking exams under this particular school board will have to... Uh, prepare themselves with uh, these new uh, textbooks from which these uh, very important uh, topics have been eliminated. It's just that I have seen in research that several states like Bangalore, I think, have pushed back. Yeah, Karnataka, yes. Yeah. And I I don't know whether this, does this apply to private colleges as well? And, And certainly doesn't apply to IB students, does it? No. So, I mean, you know, at the national level, you have uh, the so-called CBSC board, uh, then you have the IB, and then you have a third board exam, which is the uh, uh, Indian Certificate of School Examinations. Different schools follow different uh, boards. And then states uh, themselves have uh, end of year 10 and 12 uh, school boards. And so if a state is being ruled by the BJP, then, uh, you know, without doubt, students in those states will be using the textbooks that have uh, effectively been tampered with in, in, in the last few years. So what proportion would you estimate of students in India then, given all of these different groups you've described, what proportion won't be introduced to either evolution or the periodic table, for goodness sake? Uh, I would imagine that this would be uh, somewhere in the region of 50 plus. 50% plus, right. Yeah. And this is in a country, you know, which prizes its industrial chemistry knowledge and, yes. uh, you know, superiority versus a lot of the rest of the world. It seems hard to understand. Well, actually, it's not that hard to understand in the sense that, uh, you know, the current government and its its uh, positions on education and culture, among many other things, is entirely ideologically driven. So uh, they basically have a view about... Uh, the superiority of Hindu knowledge going back, according to them, uh, millions of years. So you do have professors who say that the Sanskrit language is half a million years old. Uh, They also want to kind of make a point about the fact that uh, once the West came in uh, under colonial rule, they wiped out uh, pre-existing systems of knowledge. 
and that they it it falls within their remit to try to revive some of this. So you know, uh, the logic behind the uh, elimination of the periodic table is less clear. But on evolution, for example, they want to sort of make a point that we, you know, quote unquote, we did not evolve from monkeys, uh, and you know, in that they they share a kind of a belief with uh, other sort of globally global right wing uh, formations around the world. Uh, and that we actually came from uh, ancient saints and sages. Uh, if you go back into looking at Indian epics and religious texts, uh, you know, there are, you know, stories regarding the uh, birth of, for example, uh, our much revered god Ganesh and so on. Mm. Uh, uh, there are talks about uh, ancient plastic surgery, ancient test tube babies. And that sort of thing. So, I mean, what one would have, uh, you know, faced a bit of derision regarding, you know, these kinds of views about 10 or 15 odd years ago, they seem to be alarmingly mainstream at the moment. And uh, this is not only down to uh, those who are, uh, you know, without proper education, so to speak, but uh, this sort of thinking has actually now climbed into the uh, educated middle classes as well. And as to your point regarding... Uh, you know, India's had uh, a very good record of uh, training in science and technology before. That was always uh, a very split kind of a scenario. So at the very top end of schools and universities and colleges, they will remain globally competitive. But then at the bottom end of that, you would basically have a very large pool of people who would have no idea about the kinds of things which are being eliminated from uh, from the syllabus. So a, a bifurcated society uh, will be emerging. Mm. Uh, for instance, it does sort of go to the changes. I think there have been three big curriculum changes in the last 10 years. Now, we've had a couple of big curriculum changes too. Mm. But for instance, um, just moving away from science for the moment, the whole history of the Mughals which, I mean, I studied yep. in detail at university. Yes. Um, that's been removed, that being very much a, a Muslim culture, which was, uh, you know, among other things, mm. uh, built uh, the Taj Mahal, all arrived mm. in that time. This is also being extracted. Is there much debate among India's parents uh, and intellectual class and polit politicians about this? Yes, actually, today is a very good uh, article by Hilal Ahmed, who's an academic uh, based in Delhi on exactly this question regarding what is our common heritage. And he does talk about buildings that should belong to all of us. But, uh, you know, I mean, at the center of all of this is the manner of uh, consolidating uh, an expanding support base behind uh, the BJP and particularly behind Mr. Modi. So Mr. Modi, of course, does not make statements any longer which are divisive uh, and, you know, want to destroy uh, buildings like the Taj Mahal. But the second uh, rung of leadership and particularly leadership of the BJP at the level of uh, state government, they do identify these monuments. And, uh, you know, since the destruction of the Babri Mosque, Mm. Uh, in the early 1990s, they have found that there, this is something that actually, you know, translates uh, electorally for them. So they've, uh, they have a list of, uh, a short list of three other mosques that they would like destroyed and temples to be uh, constructed on that. But if that, if this actually goes through, because, you know, the, the case of the Babri Masjid was seen as a one-off in terms of law, uh, then it's fair game. Anything can basically be identified as having a, 
you know, that there was a Hindu temple under it and therefore it should be restored uh, back and the building on top should be destroyed. And the, uh, the Taj Mahal has been under attack, not just by the BJP in general, but by the chief minister of the state of Uttar Pradesh, where it is uh, located particularly. And so uh, the identification of everything as being Muslim or Hindu mm. and the Muslim being associated with violence and uh, the destruction of the authentic quote-unquote Indian culture is something that is uh, that 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 is very much at the center of the BJP's ideological project. Now, as to the questioning of this, I think that there's been an absolute assault on uh, people's common sense over the last 10 odd years. So one of the things that we look into, in, in, for example, in my work, is the use of social media and the deep penetration of particularly WhatsApp, uh, through which a lot of fake history, fake science gets circulated on, on a daily basis. WhatsApp usership is probably highest in the world uh, in terms of India. There is no fact-checking. There is massive irresponsibility on, on the part of uh, social media firms uh, which don't act at all when this kind of thing is brought repeatedly to their notice. And at the end of the day, I mean, there must be a certain kind of a confirmation bias within large sections of the population that allows them to accept uh, what to many of us, you know, appear to be outlandish ideas. Um, so I am reading that the BJP is receiving some pushback in various states, though. They're starting to lose elections. In, and, of course, there's a national election coming up, and we just had Mr Modi visiting here in Australia. So are these all bridge, bridges too far? Well, I mean, you know, they've lost very badly in a state election in Karnataka. That was a state in which they went hammer and tongs in terms of uh, uh, not just changes to the curriculum, but a full assault on... Uh, Muslims and on uh, dissident intellectuals and the like. I mean, this is the state where one of our uh, best-known uh, rationalist feminists, uh, Gauri Lankesh, has been assassinated some years ago. Mm. And uh, not only did the BJP celebrate that because she uh, was very cutting and sharp in her takes on what was going on, but uh, the investigation has just not moved anywhere at all. So the fact that they lost Karnataka is actually very significant because Karnataka is, you know, one of the, in fact, the center for uh, science and technology education. Uh, it has the best known center for this, the Indian Institute of Science. And uh, many of us used to wonder when the tide would turn in a place like Karnataka. And that in some ways is is an interesting indication that uh, there are limits to the returns that the BJP would get on the agenda on which it has campaigned so far. And the prime minister had campaigned, uh, I think it camped there for the last 10 or 15 days of the campaign and had unleashed an, uh, a sort of bewildering media barrage, uh, you know, in, in the last days. But none of that worked. Now, will that be the case in other places as well? And I think that the story is, is likely to be very varied in the sense that there will be some states in which I don't see his popularity declining uh, substantially and those states do have a number of seats that they elect for the national parliament. But there are, for example, in the states of Uttar Pradesh or Gujarat, I can't see that within the uh, short time frame that we have between nine now and the elections, 
that the opposition can make enough ground. But, you know, I mean, there are issues that are brewing in the Indian Northeast with, uh, you know, massive, I think, civil war-like conditions in, in the state of Manipur. It's now been a month and uh, sort of between Christians and uh, Hindu, you know, people of that particular state. Uh, the economy's outlook is very good if you're well off. But if you're not, then you're staring at something like 22, uh, 23% youth unemployment. That itself is is connected, I think, a little bit to uh, the rapid decline in education. You know, how do you have a skilled enough workforce uh, that attracts uh, international investment and things like that? Uh, and there's a fair bit of capital flight. So I guess the kind of workforce that is being created by the sort of changes to curriculum that we've been talking about uh, is one that might actually create a large pool of unthinking and possibly obedient uh, workers. But uh, in terms of skilling them for jobs for the 21st century, I don't see how, how, how these changes to the curriculum is going to achieve that. All right, uh, Sabir, thank you very much indeed for that overview. Thank you very much, Geraldine. And Dr. Sabir Sunar is from the University of London. Well, up next, it's been a long wait, but this week, the Prime Minister of Solomon Islands finally spoke with local media. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.